Welcome to the Offer Letter with me, your host, Michael Manzano. So this is one of those extra episodes where I had more to talk about with my guests that didn't make it into the original cut. So This bonus cut is with Carol Stizza, and we quickly talked about using your hands to talk in an interview. Just before this, she was talking about how her uncle would tell great stories and used his hands to start the story to show he was a World War II pilot. So have a listen to this bonus clip from Tell Me a Story About Yourself. So talking with your hands <laughs> is automatic. But you don't want to talk with your hands to the point where somebody looking in on the window would think you're one of those car balloon people. You, you, don't, you don't want to be that. Um, but talking with your hands, if it's applicable, really helps the other person to know that you're not just a robot. So like when he would hook his thumbs and put his hands in the shape of a plane, you got it. If somebody were talking about data, high and lows, and uses their hand for high and low, if you're talking about, you know, you took something that was very small and expanded it and move your hands out, you know, talking with your hands is not um, frowned upon. It's, it's, it's always welcome when it's connected to the story. But don't be one of those. I have had friends who move their hands just like that, you know, car lot, you know, balloon person. They're just waving their hands and it's very distracting. So when you talk with your hands, pay attention, videotape yourself to see what you do. Ask you know people who know you um, when working, talking with your hands really is effective and when it's not. But don't shy away from it. Don't feel like you have to sit on your hands. Just make it connected to the story. Okay. Yeah, and that makes sense. Just enough that you're not distracting or taking away uh, attention from your story. Yeah. Don't worry. I know what you're talking about. My uh, my pastor's Italian too, so uh, <laughs> yeah, he's he gets uh, the hands moving every now and then. Mm-hmm. Quickly, I have nothing against Italians. I love Italians. My pastor's Italian, but what we're trying to get at is, is that uh, you want to make sure that you're not taking any attention away from your story. Think about how you get people's attention or how you might distract someone. Of course, you would wave your hands. You wave your hands frantically sometimes. If you move them around too much, then it could be distracting to the interviewer. And they'll pay more attention to your hands than to what you're saying. And maybe if you're too frantic and you're sitting too close to someone, you might poke an eye out. So there's also the physical danger of that, okay? (laughs) So be careful. Or... You could use it methodically and move them with your story to help give more life to your story. There's lots of resources online that will help you use your hand movements to emphasize your stories. And if you're someone like me who uses their hands a lot, then look up how you can use hand movements to your advantage. I also quickly asked Carol what is the biggest mistake that job seekers make and have a listen to what she said. What's the one, the biggest mistake? job seekers mm. make it's a double-sided coin they feel like they are supposed to falsely brag about themselves which makes them very uncomfortable which is why they get nervous um and they don't think they should practice or be prepared interesting yeah. like people that are overconfident and they think that they, well, can they, do it they adopt practicing. it and like, OK, OK, I'll go in, I'll go in. I'm all that. I'm all that. I'm all that. And the first time they get stumped, they shut down. Mm, OK, yeah. that's a good one.
So, people who are not prepared. Carol mentioned about falsely bragging, and people might see this as imposter syndrome. Like, they don't think that they have the skills and experience to do the job, and they're wondering why they are in the interview. Like, they're pretending to be someone that they're not. Now, unless you lied on your resume about your skills and experience, and or you just put in your resume for fun, knowing that you won't get an interview, then you shouldn't feel like you're underqualified. First of all, you applied to the position. And second, they looked at that resume and said that this person has the skills to do the job. That's why I want them in this interview. This is where practice is very important. And with practice comes self-assessment. What are those skills that you have which are applicable to the role? What kinds of accomplishments and experiences do I have that would make you the best candidate for the role? Carol mentioned falsely bragging, but if you truly have accomplishments, then you need to advocate for yourself because no one else will do that in an interview. If you go back to episodes 61 and 62 about how to tank your interview, then Gina Riley talked about people who are not prepared. Now, this wasn't planned, and I didn't know what Carol was going to say, so now you see that there's two people who've been on the offer letter that have said the same thing about people not being prepared and how that is a negative. Don't think that you can go into an interview and think that you have all the answers. You can't fake your way through an interview and you should not, by any means, make up stories or experience to get a job. There are people who have done it in the past, but I would never tell anybody that they should do that. I've mentioned before that I used to work as a recruiter and someone was hired, but later it was found that they lied on their interview about some kind of experience that they had. HR used that as a basis for terminating that person's employment because of that thing that he made up in the interview. So make sure that you always tell the truth. And that's why you need to practice your answers before the interview so that you will be prepared. I mean, let's be honest. You can't know the answers for every question that might come along, but at least you'll know your skills, your experience, your accomplishments, and even some stories that you can rotate through to answer these questions. So whatever you do, always practice. Even like a little bit of practice is better than no practice at all. Thanks again to Carol Stizza, and thank you to all of you for listening. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your episodes so you can know when the newest episodes drop. My name is Michael Nanzano, hoping that soon you will get your offer letter.